0: Welcome to the media ministry on this Sunday afternoon right here from Jackson First Baptist Church. We're located right here in wonderful Jackson, Georgia, right across the street from English here on Highway 16. We'd love to have you to come and be a part of what we're doing. You can check us out at jacksonfbc.com. Uh, you can find us on Facebook and also on Instagram. We'd love to be a part of your life. And so, so we hope we check you check us out. Uh, this uh, this summer, we've been focusing on summertime principles in our time in God's Word together. And today, I want to do that again. As you know, school back in session now, I want to focus focus today on focusing on the most important things, focusing on the most important things. Recently, as you know, there's been a spike in, in and in a new strain of COVID-19 and called the, the Delta strain, and it has caused a strain in many people's hearts. I uh, recently heard, and it was kind of a shock on on a national news network. the uh, the The reporter said this in in the form of a, of a question: What else can happen to us now? And he went on to say, How much more can we stand? You see, we we live in a day where the, the people are moved in many different directions by emotional appeal, through through media, uh, through mass communication. Uh, through the uh, the advertisement of things, we're, we're moved through movies. Uh, we're, we're moved through through encouragement. We we're moved through discouragement. And sometimes, when we hear things, we we find ourselves in a position that what well, we really don't know what's really important. In the Old Testament, in the book of Isaiah, the prophet of God was called of God in a in a time of prosperity. To say to the nation of Israel, God has blessed you greatly, but you've turned away from Israel, from God. You, you have turned to idols, and you're serving other things. You're celebrating your riches, and you're failing to celebrate the one who loves you. And so the Bible said that God was going to send judgment upon them. In Isaiah chapter 31, here's what Isaiah said to the people. Turn to him from, who you, from whom you have been deeply revolted. I I was struck by that phrase. Deeply revolted. When someone is deeply revolted about something, they've turned not only away from that person or that circumstance, but they've gone in in a fast pace in the obvious opposite direction. I, if you're a follower of Christ today, I think you would identify with this. America is in deep revolt against God. America is engaging in sins that we never thought she would do. America is in a place today in which that I never personally thought she would be in, in the way that we, we treat human beings, uh, in in the way that we treat the unborn, uh, in the way that we treat marriage and, and the perversion of it, in the way that we treat children and and redefining who they are, the way that that we are now in the woke culture, the, the the way that many things are taking place today. Now I want you to hear this: things need to change. If there's inequality in the way that we 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 live, that that needs to change. I, I I'm totally with that. But but if, if equality means oppressing another people to get another people equal, then, then that's not of God at all. Redemption says the change comes at the foot of the cross. But Isaiah in his day, he said this, Turn to God, you who are deeply revolted. Now here's the why. Remember I said we're, we're talking about t- today the bigger picture, uh, doing the most important things, keeping the main thing the, the main thing. Listen to what, what he said. In chapter 31, he said this, you will trust in other people and you will all perish together. Now, child of God, hear that very clearly today. You will perish together. Now, if you're a Christian today, you're not going to perish. The word perish, we are familiar with that word in the Gospel of John in chapter 3 and verse 16. After Jesus had spoken to Nicodemus who came to him at night and wanted to know who he was, Jesus said these words, John 3 and 16, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. Jesus himself was that son. And that whoever believed in him would not perish, but have everlasting life. Jesus said, I've came that you would have life, everlasting life. But I follow this. But if you reject Jesus, you're going to perish, which means this. You're going to leave the opportunity of eternal life, and you're going to be eternally perishing in judgment, literally to die and go to hell. You see, some of us fail to realize this reality. God, who is a loving God, is also a God of justice. And as a God of justice, he says all those who reject him, all those who live ungodly, and all those who live in unrighteous ways, if they do not turn from that, this God who's merciful is also a God, according to Isaiah Do you know what Isaiah said about this God? That this God actually holds in his hand a sword? And that that sword is a sword of judgment? Do you know that this God, also listen to this, has a day in which that he's going to judge the world? In chapter 34 and verse 8 it says this, For the Lord has a day of vengeance, a year of recompense, for for listen to this, for the cause of Zion. And he says this in verse 10, Night and day, God's judgment will not be quenched. Its smoke shall go up forever. So now watch. If you, if you focus on all the most important things, you realize that people are perishing. They're going to stand before God. And forever, they're going to be in, in torment because of their rejection from God. So if you're a believer today, the most important thing Is not to get through COVID-19. The most important thing is to get people ready to meet the Lord. You see, God's judgment is eternal. And Isaiah understood that clearly. And I believe today that many Christians and sadly many churches have failed to realize what our purpose is. You see, Isaiah understood that people were offending God and they were going to be destroyed. But he also understood this, that God had another path. Do you know that he said in this very chapter, chapter 34, that there's stability in the Lord? He prayed. He called out to God and he said, O oh Lord, be gracious to us. God, we wait for you. God, be our arm every morning. And God, our salvation. God, you are our salvation in the time of trouble. America is in trouble. Our our city is in trouble. Our county and state is in trouble. Drugs are rampant in our in our county, and and people may be trying to cover it up, and and people may be saying this sleepy Jackson, but I want to tell you it is sinful Jackson, and hell is now coming to this city, and trying to destroy destroy us, and we don't even know it. And friend, listen to me. We can get into little squabbles about things that 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 are, are inconsequential in eternity. But if the church and the people in the church realize the most important thing is someone's soul, and if we will get about the business of soul winning, the Lord can turn it around. Isaiah did not only pray to God. Isaiah was bold before God. He called out to God. But then he also did this. He called out to people. He said, turn to God and live. You say, Pastor, what happens when people turn to the Lord? Oh, I'm glad you asked that question. When people turn to the Lord, the Lord does amazing things in those people. Listen to what the Scripture says. In returning and resting in God, you shall be saved. Now listen to this. You will no longer be in stress. You shall have strength in the God that you trust. You see, we need this. When I first heard a new strand of COVID-19, when I when I first heard that there could be a national shutdown again, I thought for a second, "Oh no, not again!" God, what are you saying to us? And then God came back and said, "Hey, it's time that the church wake up. It's the time the church that engage in in prayer and that the church engage in boldness." You see, friend, we come as Christians under the shadow of Almighty God, and God has called us to trust in Him. I, I, I wrote these things down. And I have my personal journal. You can't see it. But but I, I wrote this down. God, we cry out all day long for the souls of our city. God, we want to walk in the power of the Holy Spirit. God, we know that in your spirit, we can do mighty things. Friend, friend listen to what, what Isaiah said. He said this in chapter 32 and verse 15. God, we will wait on you until the Spirit is poured upon us from on high, and the wilderness becomes a fruitful field, and the fruitful field is deemed a forest. In other words, God says I'm going to I'm going to pour out my spirit upon you. And friend, do you know the Bible says on the day of Pentecost that God did exactly that? And that Peter preached on the day of Pentecost and three thousand souls were saved? Do you know today, if you are a member of a body of Christ, no matter your size, listen to me, your strength is not in the size of your church. Your strength is in the size of your God. And God has called us in this city to be about the things that are really important. Summertime principle. Don't sweat the insignificant things. Don't sweat the things that are not eternal. I read in Luke 12 where Jesus was celebrating with the 72 people that he had sent out, and they came back, and they celebrated. So Even the demons were subject to us in Jesus' name. Jesus said to them, focus on the most important thing. Do not fear him who can kill the body, and that's all he's done but have reverence for him who can kill the body and cast the soul into hell. It's time that you and I and the body of Christ come back to an obedience to God. It's time that we cry out for the souls of our city. It's time that we walk in the power of the Holy Spirit. But not only that, it's time that we we start to live honorable in our city. Do you know that? We're to live honorable in our city. In the book of Romans, Paul ends chapter 12 by saying that we're to be honorable in the sight of all. Repay evil to no one who's done evil for us. For far too long, we've had our church life and we've had our our city life. Listen to me. There's no difference but to listen in your life from when you're in church and when you're in the city. Someone said to me recently, "Oh pastor, there's spiritual matters and then there's other matters." No friend, everything is a spiritual matter. God has called us to cry out for the souls of the city, to walk in the power of God, to do what's honorable, but lastly to do this, to focus our efforts in being bold in rescuing the perishing. As I speak today, there are people that are desperate to be rescued. There's little children that have no hope unless hope comes to them. Listen to me. You need to get involved. You need to get involved in the rec leagues of our, of our city. You need to get involved in boys' clubs and girls' clubs. You need to get involved in our school system. There's opportunity for you to volunteer. We need to get involved in politics. You need to run for office. You need to get involved with our local police department. Volunteer to help feed them, care for them. You need to get get involved in, in our city council. Get, get involved in our county commissioner. Get involved in everything that's going on in our city that can make a difference for the glory of God. I want to tell you today that there are things that are significant, And there are things that are not significant. I hope you've been challenged by this today. We at Jackson First Baptist Church are privileged to live in this city. We're privileged that God has called us to a kingdom at such a time as this. I I was recently asked this question, and I, and I I want you to hear the question. Pastor, why do you live in this county? Why did you come from where you were to here? And here's why. Because God called me. God call me to this city to make a difference and listen to lead in the city so that our city can be set on a hill to reach the other cities in, in, in our state and to reach our nation and to turn the world around for God. Yes, I love Jackson, Georgia. I love you who are listening today, and I hope that you reach out so that we can be a part together. Now we, we have our services on Sunday at nine thirty and also at eleven AM. We encourage you to come. We have our Sunday evening service at 5 p.m. It's our community groups. would love to have you come here. We're located at 1227 West 3rd Street right here in Jackson. You can call us at 770-775-3102. You can reach, reach us on our website at jacksonfbc.com. You can email us at info at jacksonfbc.com. Also, if you're a pastor in the community, we're getting ready to kick off in our, in our county ministerial fall schedule together, I encourage you to reach out to me at info at jacksonfbc.com. I'd love to connect with you, so we partner together to do things in this city. Also, if you're on Facebook or Instagram, you can reach us by searching for us at Jackson FBC. One last time, I want to say to you, summertime principles, focus on the most important thing, and that is not yourself, but on others, and as you do that, you focus on the souls of people around you. Friend, there's hope for you today. If you know not the Lord Jesus Christ, today He loves you. He loves you more than you can imagine. You have worth in Him. That's why He died on the cross. And today He says this, Call to me, whosoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. If I can help you with that, reach out to us at info at jacksonfbc.com. Now remember, God loves you, and so do we.